Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon from Debacle Records. Each week, one of us picks a Rancid song and we talk about it in all our complicated feelings. So, 40 episodes in, we... Yeah. People have been telling us for a while, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta give honor a chance. You gotta go to, you know, and so finally decided, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna do the whole, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about honor is all we know since that's, I mean, we've done f- almost 39 episodes and we haven't talked about this album at all. Um, I mean, we've mentioned it, but anyway, so to get this conversation going and, um, We'll see if we stick to just the song. I doubt we will, but we're going to start with Malfunction. What if you don't see me coming, then I walk on by? Well, let it be a warning that you're all going to die. But if you think that it's coming, why your breath thinks you can all right so honor is all we know came out in october 2014 interestingly enough the songwriting credits are all to rancid except for one song and then the cover song they did um production by brett gerwitz mastering by bob ludwig all this you know all the familiar faces yeah they really have a standard yeah yeah um, and so, yeah, Malfunction is near the, well, it's like near the middle of the album with all the bonus tracks. That seems to be a thing that really, you know, it's like the, it looks like the record is really 14 tracks, but then it's like, oh, but then there's all these bonus tracks. And then in the versions without the bonus tracks, I don't think they exist anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. Yeah. So in some sense of his the record is near towards the end or it's in the middle, whatever. Um, (laughs) I don't know how much that matters. And it's, it's about the only song for me that kind of stood out is having, having something like interesting going on in a, like some of them have like little things, maybe superficial. I don't know, but like, it's the only one that really stood out to me is something that was, it's like a song that I could imagine, you know, revisiting and listening to more than once and paying some amount of attention to. I mean, with that said, it's still not, you know, it's not top or even like second tier rancid song to me, but um, it, it, it sounds also, like something that might, it's kind of like trying to recapture some of the um, Life Won't Wait vibe a little bit. Like, Well, it also kind of has a little bit of that like playing around with classic rock thing that i think yeah. kind of comes out more in troublemaker right like yeah like the big one to me is like i really enjoy when they let lars just i mean the big revelation to me of the last year like year of doing this is like lars just wants to be in kiss but is really embarrassed that he wants to be in kiss right right <laughs> yeah 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 and like when he calms down and just like has a really good time making like these kiss stones who sort of like simplistic kinks you know kind of pop songs he actually has a really good time and 
like Bova Rock and Roll and some of these other songs like yep. are these like kind of fun throwback, very simple, like and maybe from other bands I might even, you know, be like, what the hell? You know, like this is so like just throwbacky, but it's fun to hear Rancid do that sort of stuff. And um I, I think this has a lot of promise of like, hey, when you let down Yes, you know, your guard and do a little bit of uh so- you know Good. Yeah. So well, so that gets into you know you we talked a little bit a little bit about this last week. I can't remember if we talked about it on the actual podcast or after we were <laughs> done, because um, I haven't edited it yet. But you know what is it? So what is it about honor compared to troublemaker? Like why mm-hmm. does troublemaker feel? Why do you and at least for for you and I like why do we respond so differently to that album and like that album so much more? And to me, it's because troublemaker more than any album they've done in a long time like let's go of the pretense of we're these tough punk rock like there's this feeling of like we don't give a shit we're just we just want to like actually do what we want to do you know i think the lars wants to be in kiss is the perfect succinct way of thinking about that because yes i think this song has like that absolute vibe and i think like troublemaker as a whole like doesn't have the the lars wants to be in kiss vibe i mean it does in certain songs but it has there's just this vibe this feeling to troublemaker that is so much more free like all this they had all this baggage and all this this chips on their shoulder and everything that they kind of got over let go of like this album to me is like the last gasp of it because it's so over the top on you know so Tough many isms and yeah like yeah and like you know we're t- we're still here and we're fucking tough and we're gonna kick your ass and it's like dude you're 50 like no but come on like no and and yeah i do think troublemaker is a lot more sweet to be honest just in general yeah. like like there's a kind of sweetness that i like there's like a there's like an there's an earnestness or sincerity yeah. to it that I don't think like this to me just is, is a band trying to, it's like, well, these are the bullet points that you have to do to be yeah. like this punk rock band. So we got to make sure we do. Yeah. Try to be like a 17 year old street punk band. Yeah. And it's like from like 87 too, not even like what a street punk band would be like today, you know, like right, right. <laughs> a street punk band today would be talking about like, trans rights and like you know all this like interesting shit like they're they're like you know the memory of like an 89 you know 1989 street punk band you know they they don't even they're not even you know trying like like i always felt like 2000 was an interesting update of certain sounds you know what i mean like but like this doesn't like honor doesn't even feel like that you know and um honor also feels very unfocused which is weird because like all rancid is kind of unfocused Except for maybe 2000. Like, like I usually like when they're unfocused. But, like, there's this weird, like, uh, are we trying things? Are we not? Are we doing the ska thing? Are we doing the pop thing? Are we doing the hardcore thing? Like, it, I, which is such a weird thing to say about Rancid, but I think it's really messy. Maybe the just the track yeah. listing is really messy on this record or something. Like, I think maybe that's part of it. I think, I, I think again, somewhat, at least for me, so much of it, it just feels like they had this checklist of things they had, they felt like they had to do to prove their worth still in 2014 or whatever, prove their cred. 
And they just were like going, oh, well, we've got to do a ska song. Oh, we should do a cover. You know, we should, we haven't done that like since our first record, really, like on a record. So let's do a cover and show, you know, oh man, we we are, we know whatever. Root ska or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we're like, and we're, we're we're tuned into that and we're like the real deal. Oh, and we got to, we got to make sure that we do some like, tough guy posturing because that's what you know street God, punk is using all about. honor which is such a like like a almost almost at this point a dog whistle of like of like yeah not a, not even a racist dog whistle but a dog whistle of like toxic masculinity sort of like you know yeah. honor and loyalty has this tone of like i can fuck up as much as i want and you're gonna like we, we're gonna support right. each other through every bit of shit we are you know what i mean and that's that's kind of this like that's kind of this messaging to get people to like get shitheads to like them you know basically is what right. is what that that <laughs> that always comes across to me you know is like honor and loyalty and family usually is kind of code words for uh, uh there is no accountability you know what i mean like um yep and 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 uh and and those those you know that's just freak me out and it's just yeah it's just i don't know that's just it's so surface it also like i don't really even know how to describe it usually i'm better at this but like i'm baffled by what it sounds like it sounds so weird and like the production yeah the production is just so tinny in a way that like I mean, like, let's go sounded like butt. You know, the first one sounds like butt. Like they, like, even out on the walls, kind of sounds weird. But like, this one sounds strange. Like, it almost has that feeling of like people trying to remember in big studios like how to sound lo-fi, and it just fails miserably. You know, like like yeah. you can't fake. Like, oh, we'll take some demos and we'll just master those up or something. Like, I don't know what what they did. Like, they tried to do it quick and dirty, and it you know like doesn't work like it you know they obviously big studios were used and like they just have money right. and like ludwig right. is mastering it. i mean like we're talking about you know some of the most a lot of money is being thrown at this record to record it obviously but it, why does it sound so bad to me um i just don't i the mixing is just very strange on it um I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, well, and that, and, well, and that, and, and with you know thinking about all, like that, the way it sounds, and like I said, like obviously it's recorded in these like really nice studios and all this money. Sort of, so, so to me, it's like that. So making it sound like this was a very intentional choice, and again, yeah, I think it is. It it's you know like oh we're we're showing we're still like the, these punk rock kids, mm-hmm. so we can't we we gotta you know we gotta make it sound like that but yeah like you either it's like okay if you really want to do that you should have gone into some like small studio you know what i mean like don't spend all the money if you want to if that's if you want to make a because i like i I think you know there's songs on this i think i can't well i think it maybe is the title track especially i don't know there's ones that really remind me of especially like the sort of sonic quality of it the production of it remind me a lot of like screeching weasel my brain hurts era and yeah, you I, said that, and I realized, yeah, like the lead guitar is very like like California pop punk, and I didn't actually but, even mind that, but like, I well, and, but even the tone of it, like, and that's not like those records are of a time, and sure. I don't know. It, it, so it, to me, it, and you know, when you think about, especially like something someone like Screeching Weasel, it's like that's very much associated with that, like, like Lookout and yeah. like late eighty, early ninety, like this kind of era that they're trying to 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connect yes. themselves to. And so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just... And, and this is maybe, like, I clearly don't like this record. So I have my most of my... I tend to sway negative on it. But it's like, okay, if you intentionally did this, then that just makes it feel even more disingenuous to me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's valid. Um, and I just... it's. It feels like a record with nothing to say, really, to like uh, the song that we're talking about, Malfunction, ostensibly we're talking about. It. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it was we have a riff and we want to make this kind of like arena pop kind of angular pop song. And I really we had this kind of fun, banana, you know, kind right. of like British pop rock kind of mm-hmm. kinksy and who, you know, kind of thing. And it's fun and, you know, you can kind of cowbell it up and, and kind of have fun with it. And that's, you know, it's like a clap along rock song. And, right. and that's great. But it feels like they got that riff and they were like, what's in that rhythm? Okay, major malfunction. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay. And then like they had to right. write it. And then they just had R- Lars sing kind of tough guy lyrics over it, you know. And it's like, sometimes that works. I, I guess that worked for Blood Clot. You know, like Blood Clot's a great song, you know, going back all the way back to Blood Clot. It's like, but... Yeah, that there's well elements of this song. Really, like, like, yeah, no. Well, it's Blood Clot was 20 years before, or not 20, I guess like seven. But the song, yeah, there are actually parts of the song that really remind me of Blood Clot. Like, I think you could actually sing the lyrics to this, to Blood Clot lyrics. To it's true. It, it, it's a little bit more like, like um, kind of clippy, angular Blood Clot instead of right. big, instead of big, like kind of ringing guitar. It's more like kind of cha 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 cha. Right. You know, like, and, but it's like, I think they were excited that they were like, "Ooh, let's try kind of a hippie, and I mean hippie, like you know, use your hips, you know, kind of like, kind of swaggery, kind of kind of angular pop guitar." And and I don't think they would have the like like maybe this is the transition into like the troublemaker thing of like, "Oh, we can just try some things on." And um, yes, and and so I think there's in, something to that. If there's if there's anything good that comes out of this record, it's like that. And that's why we kind of maybe zeroed in on malfunction and maybe a couple others. Like I didn't hear the thing that I hear a lot on troublemaker, which is the two things that are coming through, which is like, there's a couple things on troublemaker that I love that I'm still like, every time I have to check and be like, damn, does this sound like a dropkick Murphy's cover or damn, does this sound like a, like a swing at others cover, which mm-hmm. again, I'm like, I don't know if in the past they would let themselves be so, close to a contemporary right you know what i mean like like a absolutely like yeah. a like deep contemporary with both of those like like right, well i think that's i think again that's uh, and i think that goes to what i was saying earlier where it's like with troublemaker they seem to let go of a lot of stuff. yeah exactly and so i wonder if like the we could even take a more critical eye when we come back to to honor and think about how does it translate to trouble because you said mm-hmm. it but like i will i will say it again because i think it's worth repeating to somebody who is not our dumbasses who love ranted and are doing this with a fine tooth comb and who are like also like sort of musicians but not really musicians like we're doing this weird thing where it's like if you walked in and showed them honor and then you showed them troublemaking you're like this one's great yeah and this one's shit they'd be like what the fuck are you talking about like this is like Travis, say, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, like, 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 they're so yeah. Like, the, the, the the distinctions of minor differences, you know, thing is is huge here, and it's like the formula is so close, 
the the age of the people is so close that everything is so close it's like why is it different and we do know that like troublemaker for the majority of the tracks were like Tim was writing songs to be played with a different group originally. And then like, he kind of brought Rancid in and that I'm sure gave a different vibe to the whole thing. Right. Um, so maybe do that some more. I don't know, but like, I, I, and I also (laughs) just, again, all signs point to more well-adjusted group of folks than in the past, you know, like it just seems like that's more and more true. Right. Um, but like, I, I will admit like we are so close and we have a lot of biases and it's like, why are we so cool with this? And so not, and is it surface stuff? Like the dot, dot, dot honors all we know in Alcon the Wolves font with their dumb guitars as the cover. That's the four <laughs> guitars they've had for forever. And it's just, it's everything I don't like about the conservatism of Rancid in terms of like their cons- yeah. the conservation of their own narrative, right? Like they're trying to just be like, I mean, the first song's literally called "I'm Back Where I Belong." You know, like oh, I know. I mean, it's, I, it's yeah. just it's it is so afraid to take a leap at all. You well, know, and then, like, like I mean, and then and well, and raise your fist is the like. Could you have a more fucking like cliche? This all feels like tri- again yeah. some like New York hardcore band who's been in the thing. You know, like I I saw this happening to bands when I was like a teenager, and I'm being like, oh, I just hate when bands do this. Like when they just are like they double triple down and like there's just nothing else left for them you know what i mean they're just to get more and more disillusioned and sad and, and i just don't want that for these guys you know and it's like i know you're better than this you know and, right. and and it does seem like troublemaker is them going oh we are better than that like we have this nostalgia we have this larger worldview we uh have well, more fun and even, yeah and even i mean i think with troublemaker there's this feeling of like oh we don't have to keep proving our cred like they we're fucking rancid. It, yeah, we're fucking rancid. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Like, like, let's just like we've made our money. The... We've yeah. we're still gonna sell more than seventy five percent of things on Epitaph, and we're like ancient coders of... that most people don't give a shit about. You know, like, and we're yeah. still gonna like in our sleep sell more than 90 percent of stuff that comes out on and, Epitaph. And and even that, it's like we've made one of the most beloved records probably of the last thirty years with an outcome the wolves. Like, exactly. And, like and and Tim, it's like was uh, in ar- arguably the greatest band like ever <laughs> and that is you know people still uh, the you know i mean i'm included the reverie uh, i have for op ivy you know i mean it's like at some point you just got to be like oh yeah yeah fuck, i did that fuck, like fuck it let's just do it, you know i was listening to the three records because of the indestructible episode i was thinking about the just this week i was thinking about um the three joe strummer records and i was plowing through those again you know and it's like the you put out fucking joe strummer's records right. before he died like 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 you did it you man. succeeded like you like you fucked dream. up a bunch you fucked up right. a bunch and uh, like yeah you maybe you're trying to like fix that but like i don't think you are i think you're maybe too dumb to figure out that you, you fucked up but like <laughs> you also did a lot of good stuff and you're rancid and like why just go be rancid and like lars it's like Lars has just now started to seem like he's calmed down. Like, like he spent his whole life having this big old chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. and just being like, ah, you know, like the world is against me and everything's like secretly built to hurt me and all this stuff. And it's like, Lars, it's okay if you just want to fucking like kiss and wrestling. Like you don't have to yeah. be the toughest fu- motherfucker in the room. Like yeah. it's cool to like, like nerdy shit. Destruction, nature, my function, I shall 
just be the big doofy sweet nerd you are like like it's okay to be the doofy dad you know like and being I, rancid yeah. you can be both of those things you exactly. know exactly well i mean and i mean and that's something you know that i think this has become like the troublemaker episode, yeah yeah, like, yeah. apparently well, all but of I mean, our all of our episodes are the trouble but like like bob rock and roll is a perfect example yeah it's, Everything about that song, I feel like I should think is stupid, and I don't know. I fucking love that song, yeah. And 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 because it's just kind of silly and kind of, and it's very just like we don't give a shit. Like this is what, yeah. I want to like write this. Yeah, it I mean, only works because it's could, rancid yeah. in 2017 writing that song after years of them not letting themselves write that song. It's like, what's the what's the Stone song? Why can't I think of Lockstep? Is it Lockstep? What's the song on on Elk on the Wolves where they like let slip how much they want oh, to just be like a seventies Lockstep rock and gone? It's yeah. Lockstep, right? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, but they kind of tamp that down. It's like they they'll do Blood Clot and then they'll tamp it down. They'll do Lockstep right. and then they'll tamp it down. And it's like I think Lars is kind of built to just be in the Who slash Kiss. You know what I mean? Like he just kind of wants yeah. to listen to ACDC and Kiss, and like he gets kind of freaked out when you go too far afield from that. You know, but it's like just fucking let him you know <laughs> like like yeah like uh, i i don't know like i don't know it, i mean yeah. malfunction it, is also kind of tragic in that it doesn't actually come together like that's the other thing we should say about right. it like it is super close to a good version of that but yep. something about the fact that it's so empty on the inside it's it's the, it's a lot like um help me out here what's the one on dominoes that we liked oh up, up to, to no, no good. good yeah okay it's like up to no good where it's like kind of a good song structure and then like about kind of nothing um yeah. that one had a funny kind of cheesy musical theaterness to it this one has like hey lars get some tough words that rhyme under this riff you know it's the oh, feeling of it um so it's even more empty than normal and like it's just like so so it, it it's kind of emblematic of the failings of this record of like it doesn't sound really good it's kind of half a song the lyrics mean nothing but it's the most interesting thing i my run through this album besides the fact that i i do want to kind of probably when we come back to this it will be mm -hmm. to um dissect if any of these ska songs are good or why they don't hit as well as i think a lot of people think they do i think that's actually why people like this record there's a couple of ska songs, yeah. you know, they're, they're stoked that they came back to some real just straight up ska and um, Rocksteady sort of vibe. And they don't hit me that hard. And I think mm -mm. I want to check my bias on that a little bit and just be like, yeah. is that just because I hate this record? Like, if I heard that as a B-side, would I be like, oh, yeah, sweet. You know, like, um, I'm, again, the production's not doing anybody any favors, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just. I don't know. There's, a, it's, it would be a very different review of this record if Troublemaker hadn't come out and kind of like, there was the other side of it, you know, like it would be like, oh, what a bummer that this is how, the most recent Rancid record is Honor, right? Right. Like it goes, it goes Dominoes and Honor and then, you know, like it's just like, ugh. Like, I'm so glad Troublemaker is out there. Like, even if we don't get another record, or even if the next record's bad, we have Troublemaker as, like, yep. oh, that's a cool little, like, moment in their history where they kind of got it together. Um, yeah. and, well, and I, I think you made a good point, too, earlier when you, it's like, I, I, I'm, I readily admit that, yeah, you know, talking about how 
we really like Troublemaker and we really don't like this out. Like, we're idiots. Like, I'm... <laughs> Like, you know, like, That's the best I, point, I think. Let's make that clear. I, I fully admit that I have, and th- there's, you know, I don't know. I have a lot of ideas that I think are great ideas that people are like, what the fuck? Like, how, you know, you're, 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 uh, you know, yeah. Yes. It's like, I, I always, <laughs> it's like you said, it's like, I think most people who listen to both of these records be like, they're the same, basically. Like, yeah. what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? And, and, like, this ongoing joke between my wife and I. So, like, when we, this is years ago, we were both in, in college together. Because, um, like, I'd gone back to school and she was going for the first time. And we, uh, we were taking German, like, language classes. Mm. And we were in the same class. And anyway, I still remember we, were, so, like, we had a test. And part of the test was where it's like, it wasn't like the professor would speak, but it was like some recording. And it was like, they would say two words in German and then you had to like <laughs> circle on your sheet, like which one it was and like, and, and you know, and they'd be really close sounding, but you're yeah. supposed to recognize the different. And I mean, Eden and I, we still joke about this because I still remember one of them. It was like, the voice was like, Buma, Buma. And I'm like, that's the same fucking word. <laughs> That's and like so, that, that meme template with the Google Translate where they like with French <laughs> words where they just have like, they make whole sentences that sound like they're saying the same word and it's like 40 different words. Right. And so I recognize that I'm an idiot. Yes, exactly. Whatever. We, we were the first ones who had this idea for this podcast. So <laughs> exactly. That's what you're stuck with. Um, but with that being said, I do think Honor is a fairly shitty record and Troublemaker is a pretty good one. So It is wild. Like, I will stand by that Troublemaker yes. is in the pantheon of Good Rancid. It is crossed yes. over the line to Good Rancid. Same. Yes. Agree. And, and, and you know, another thing that I think, sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, about Honor, like, so just, I was, you know, reading the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. and, and to me, this just goes to show like how not invested anybody was in this fucking record there's all these things where it's like mislabeled on the back cover mislabeled this was credited to the wrong thing this was like it's like jesus christ people like you know and i get it like you those mistakes happen but also i mean you're a fucking epitaph you've got a budget and staff and you this is part of your job anyway to me it just i like and that's again me reading into my own bias of this record but it's again it's one of those things where it's like nobody seemed to really give they, they didn't feel, they, nobody feels real invested in this record like i don't know maybe they don't really feel that invested in troublemaker either for that matter but uh, anyway yeah i it just i don't know it's it's <laughs> i'm i'm fully okay with this being our narrative not rancid's yes. narrative i think in Absolutely. general that's what this podcast is you know and it's like this is our narrative of our experience with the Rancid discography, not the truthful investigation of Rancid's discography as Rancid experiences it or how you experience it. This is our experience. And by the way, we're, I mean, all phone lines are open. I'm willing to hear other people's experiences here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, uh, I'm also just like, yeah, the, for us, the narrative that's, that's coming up is there's this real dip that you know starts with indestructible and they come out of this with with troublemaker and 
but I, I I still am like I could I don't know if I could really tell you what the difference is between like if I was pushed to tell not even alien but like a person down the street with no context to this you know they maybe haven't even heard Ruby Soho or something you know they're like oh I guess I remember hearing that you know where I <laughs> my friend at work who was like oh I thought this was a mustard plug song or something you know I was like <laughs> I was like god damn it um, you know it's like to them the level of dumb hair splitting we're doing seems just insane. But to me, yeah. it's like so obvious. <laughs> like like these two right yeah. And also like you think about like some of our friends who are like in the uh more experimental world and they're listening to these like throwbacky kind of bad rock albums and they're just like, What are you guys what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what do you care? Like why do you yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, but like, and that's like, and you know, I mean, and that's true of every, like, I, I like when I read about music and stuff, I loved, I like to read and most of what you're, you know, I'm more interested in how other people experience things, people who are not me, especially things I know about or I have experienced. I love to hear about how someone else experienced because then it makes me reconsider my own experience, yes. like not reconsider it, but it makes me like, it puts more context around it. Right. And there's, and, and there is definitely, you know, a, a great example of an album that, um, I really was n not a fan of for the longest time was Radiohead's Amnesiac. And like, I thought Kid A was fucking amazing. And then Amne Amnesiac was like shitty Kid A. Like it wasn't shitty, but it, like compared to Kid A, it was like, I had the same and, thing. And then, uh, so John Darnielle wrote this like track by track review kind of thing of Amnesiac that completely changed how I thought about that record. And now I'm like, damn, that's a, actually a really like and so that to me is super interesting so, so like i want to hear somebody you know and, and and oftentimes truthfully if somebody has their experience and i have mine like i'm still gonna probably stick with mine but like or not i'm not saying i should you should change your experience you know what i mean like it's yeah. there are but but so yes this whole thing is not about the quote quote unquote truth because what the fuck does that even mean because even even though it's like rancid's you know they can tell you what like this is no oh, this is what we were doing and it's like well that's what you say you were doing and that's what you you know whatever yeah like who knows what the fuck there what is truth no. <laughs> i mean truth is an actual there are facts <laughs> but with our it's, the... it's really hard to be like what am i creating versus what are people perceiving right sure. well and, and I know that so many people listening to this, if they're, especially like people who are listening to this because they like Rancid, if they investigated the music that you and I are like putting out or like the stuff that we're really into and invested in, uh, people would be like, wait, why is this good and this is not? Like, this all sounds like shit. Or this all sounds like, you know, no, I mean, yeah. th you know, uh, think about like ambient music. Like, what, what's, what makes this, you know, fucking great and this shit like most to a lot of people it's like they sound really similar yep I don't, and and that's legit like and you know um yeah and and i may just have bad taste too so that could be perfect. <laughs> so well anyway yeah, yes, yeah. Of, of course totally and so, and I, of course I, brad you have fucking yeah, terrible that's taste. what i'm trying to say is that like i've been trying to get there but you got there 40 episodes me. we finally made it Stay. brad all right 
put down the label. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. Put down the synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yes, with with all art, the, the fact that we're doing this with art, I, I think should like be like obvious that we think that. But it's even funnier because it's such a like what a goofy thing that we're I doing. Know. But it's rancid. It's also super weird to me. Like I I, I still yeah. really want to know like why why troublemaker and not this one because it's like even more than roll the like roll the roll the dominoes throw the dice. Um, it's just gonna get weirder. Uh, that one I can kind of point to, like, oh, they were doing all this weird stuff. The production's all out, like, you know, through the roof, and you know, production quote unquote quality, you know, yeah. it's like, and like that one I can kind of like comprehend what was going on on that one. This one is just like by the numbers, street punk, swinging others, whatever, right. So is Troublemaker, but I love Troublemaker and I hate this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah. So that's we'll a, see. that's uh, yeah. I think that's I think that's definitely something worth digging into again further in a future Troublemaker episode since this is supposed to be an honor episode. But whatever. Yeah, we'll I think see. We, I think we yeah. got there in the end. Um, yeah. Exactly. All right. So you said you've got a pick. You've been holding it in your back pocket for a while. Well, we spent time a, to bring it out. We spent a lot of time uh, crapping on Brett Gurwitz and his uh, oh, his uh, production and whatnot. And uh, okay. I, I do want to talk about a song I love, an album I love, which I don't think you love. Uh, if I say the word television, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the band television? No, not the band television. Great band. We could do that too no. if you want to. But uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, there's an album called Stranger Than Fiction by Bad Religion, and there's a song on it oh. called Television that oh. features one Mr. Tim Armstrong. Oh, holy shit. Okay. And it's right Fuck. when Bad Religion went to a major, uh, but yeah, Rancid Stranger... did not. Yeah, man. It's the last Stranger... Brett Gerwitz in the touring band version of Bad Religion album, too. Like, it's kind of like a really big moment in the 90s, sort of like who signed to majors, who didn't. You know, there's this whole, like, Brett got the tattoo, they stayed on Epitaph, but that what was weird was Bad Religion didn't stay on Epitaph. You know, like, there's all this sort of yeah. stuff wrapped into that song that we talk about. And it's just a fun Bad Religion song with, out of nowhere, you got Tim, who does not really fit on a Bad Religion song from, like, yeah. a... They're so tight, you know? Those songs are so tight. I don't um, think I've heard this in 20 years. Yeah, it's a good little song. And I really actually think that album is quite good. So um, there's there's a lot of Bad Religion that I, I find skippable. But the stuff, when they're good, I actually really like them quite a bit. And in this whole thing with the label, with the label, with the podcast, uh, I have been investigating, like, different things from this era. Like, do I still like it or not? And um, good Bad Religion I still like. So... Let's go back to television in 1994, Whoa. three, five, four. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and we'll talk about it next week. One of the the co-writer of this song just kind of fucking blew my mind. Oh, um, but I'm I'm not gonna. We're gonna leave that for next time. Cool. Um, all right, uh, everybody. Thanks for thanks for listening. Let us. You know, I, I know a lot of people have just based on feedback we've gotten have strong appealings about. Uh, or maybe not strong appealing. I don't know. They have feelings about honor. Um, and so you can let us have it and I'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And if you want to, if you want to come on here and make your case that it's a great album, 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we can make that happen. I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah. Anyway, as always, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. And until next time, we'll see you in the pit. <laughs>